Hello, this is Joe with Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. to the really big barbecue central show this is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling originating from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio the barbecue capital of the north coast i'm your program host greg rempe happy to have you aboard Right here on your Tuesday evening live fire fun and frivolity show. Not that anybody's going to do it, but if you want to jump in on the show tonight, here are your two bits of contact information. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. He was on uh, not the most recent bonus content from a number of weeks ago, but the second most recent bonus content. He is the president of Primo Grills, and he did such a good job on the bonus content side. I invited him to come to the live show, not do as uh, not do as in depth a segment, but we'll get him on the longer side here in the first hour. That, of course, Nick Bauer from Primo Grills will join me, and uh, we'll talk to Nick a little bit about his history. When you look at Empire Comfort systems which is the parent company of everything and remember if you listen to the bonus content segment you would also learn that for any number of years that empire also owns broil master premium grills which we had learned with nick in the bonus segment that that is the longest continuous owned and run gas grill line in the country there is no longer continuously run manufacturer of gas grills and uh, in history has shown that like those were the posts in the ground and the big aluminum heads and they never wore out and you could just get some replacement parts, but you didn't have to worry about the big stuff. That has since gone by the wayside because originally it was gas companies looking to sell gas and for a couple bucks a month, you could pay extra. They would put the Broilmaster grill down and away you want. And you never had to worry about it dying on you because it was just a big, massive, thick piece of aluminum that was never going to wear out. Uh, Since then, they have grown that brand. They do a lot of home heating stuff, which was the mainstay of the company of Empire Comfort System. But uh, after Nick took over the reins, he had seen opportunity in the ceramics side. 
of course, anybody that's a fan of this show and that is at least an intermediate as far as it comes to what cookers are out there has heard about Primo. I think one of the longest-running sponsors of the Jack Daniels barbecue competition, world barbecue competition, is Primo. I mean, you see the big Primo banner right there as they are running awards each and every year. Not this year, but that's different. So we know about Primo, but what do we know about Primo? Well, Nick will be here to tell us all about how the acquisition went for him. And from a consumer standpoint, because maybe you are in the market for ceramic, we have the holiday season fast approaching. Maybe that's on the list, and we can talk about why Primo might be one that you want to consider. Oh, by the way, as the calendar turns, Primo will be a new sponsor of the Barbecue Central Show in 2021, so excited to start that with Nick as well. Then we will move to 35 past the hour, and we will find the monthly visit from Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. We will talk about uh, Primo and his thoughts. We will also hit up a few other ones. Uh, Kamado Joe has a new ceramic pellet cooker that we'll get his thoughts on. And also Grilla has a new cooker out there as well called the Grilla Primate. And Derek has messed around with that. Give us his initial thoughts and reviews. See if that's potentially worth purchase. So Derek in his normal spot, and then we'll move to the second hour. It is the fourth Tuesday, as I had mentioned with Derek. So, of course, in the second hour, that means a visit from the Embedded Correspondents. As I had wrote in the newsletter, who knows how this one is going to shake out. We will start by seeing if anybody feels like calling some of the big-named barbecue stars out for shining and showing up late and all this other stuff. Maybe that won't happen. We will also talk about favorite westerns. We'll also talk about what's best to cremate a human fuel-wise, lump, briquette, or gas, maybe. And we will also talk about Thanksgiving tips, tricks, and techniques because everybody on my panel is a well-versed home cook, well-versed competition cook, and all points in between. So I would say if you're a newbie, and you're tooling through the show in the second hour, and you have some questions as it relates to Thanksgiving, because it's going to be here in 48 hours or less, then you might want to jump in on the horn and ask a live question. And as the show moniker goes, we'll do it live. We'll answer that right here, like phone banks that you will find on your local channel 3, 5, and 8 hack TV news stations. So that's how the show is going to lay out. Nick Bauer, Derek Riches, and the embedded correspondents if you need them. All right, so lots of great reaction to Rodney Scott's interview last week in the first hour. If you missed that, I highly recommend going back and grabbing it in the podcast. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed hearing it, and I enjoy getting the feedback. Honestly, I wasn't sure how far he was going to let me push or dive a little bit more in depth from where the uh, chef's table show left off, especially when it came to his dad. But Rodney was very open, very honest, which I appreciate both as a person in general, but more importantly, as a host. So again, if you missed it, or you're just tuning into the show for the first time, the audio is in the podcast feed. You can also grab the video, if you like, right here on this show Facebook page. So we thank Rodney Scott once again. A great first hour last week. I was inspired so much so that I went to Rodney Scott's website and bought two jars of Rodney's sauce on my own dime. 
I'll have you know. Hey, look at this. Coming into the instant chat via the Facebooks, Terry Heil, host of the Talkback Fans podcast locally here in Cleveland. Hope you have a great Thanksgiving coming up, Terry. Tell everybody we said hey. All, we're, I mean, we're so far away now, uh, two, three miles or something. I mean, is that where we're at at this point? <laughs> all the way over here in Willoughby, wishing you all the way over there in Wycliffe a happy Thanksgiving. Former neighbor Terry Heil, and again, host of the Talkback Fans podcast. Email from Jay at the Grill Coach podcast, who was one of the hosts. Greg, great interview with Rodney Scott. However, I had to laugh when you asked him what he likes to barbecue besides pork. And he said ribs. That's still pork, right? (laughs) What? Yes. I'll fall on the sword here and say that I didn't go out of my way to really specify what he'd like to do outside of the pork realm in general. Uh, I would say that, yes, I thought when I said, hey, what do you like to barbecue besides pork? That would encompass uh, everything that has to do with the whole hog that he does. And maybe a brisket was going to sneak its way in or maybe some beef ribs. I thought maybe that's what he was going for initially. But uh, you can tell Rodney is 100% a pork guy. And when whole hog barbecue was taken out of the equation the first thing that he went back to outside of the whole hog or pork as it were were ribs so if that's what you like if that's your favorite thing to do because i would venture to say and again as i told him last week i'm no whole hog expert by any stretch of the imagination but i would hazard a guess And say that when you're eating whole hog, you're probably not tearing out and eating the ribs like you normally would on a rib dinner that you would get at some other random barbecue shop. Or maybe at Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Charleston, South Carolina. I don't know that to be the case. I've never done whole hog in my life. I'm just going to float that out there and see if it holds weight. Chris Visconti is saying, hope the primo guy addresses the lid issue. My hinge bracket just failed during a turducken cook. Chris, who the hell is cooking a turducken? What are you doing? Stop that. Meathead said that that's not going to be a good experience. Don't do turducken. That's weird. I'll, uh, I'll ask Nick about it. He's coming up. Stand by. We'll get you answers live, local, and late breaking. But first, I'll talk to you about Pits and Spits. Since 1983, they have been handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. And in that time, established itself as one of the premier brands in high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7 and 10-gauge steel in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit. A 304 stainless roll-top lid and front shelf on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher-quality materials, pits and spit smokers reach and maintain temperatures more rapidly, allowing you to worry about the meat than the heat. And providing a fully welded smoker, you have to worry about grease or smoke leaking out of the barrel or that 
grill rattling apart as you roll it through the backyard. And by using 304 stainless, you're getting an heirloom quality product that you can pass down to your kids. Now, where some companies are focusing on being a low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focusing on craftsmanship and quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these? Sure. But they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless or electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of the design and standards. That's not something you're finding with stuff brought in from overseas. They're steel suppliers supplying some of the best material to be used in some of the harshest conditions around so you know they're going to perform. Their controllers are made right here in the States and have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Bottom line, Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country, but if there isn't one close to you, call Coy in the shop. Tell them I called you. 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyarder or a competition cook, Pits and Spits is a product for you. You can check them out at pitsandspits.com. That's all spelled out. Or you can see their pits in the wild across social media with all of their handles labeled at Pits and Spits. Again, all spelled out. Why not talk a little primo when we come back? Nick Bowers lined up and locked and loaded and all the other gun references you want to make. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oil. All the products tested on the competition circuit, doing well, and... Backyards worldwide doing well there. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. All right, first up tonight is the president of Primo Grills, a leading ceramic grill manufacturer in this industry today. Here to talk about the cooker, the history, and where they plan to go into the future. We race to the hotline and welcome in and or back friend of show nick bauer hey nick how's it going i'm fabulous appreciate you making time for this live version as i had mentioned top of the show we had you back on a handful of weeks for some bonus content and it was so inspiring i thought hey let's have this guy back on for a live segment and do a little bit more uh solely because i i can't uh, envision that every listener of mine uh, goes through the podcast archives or perhaps we're getting a bunch of new folks that are just trolling through Facebook and they see a live show on this evening, and this might be the first time that they're getting exposed to Primo. So uh, before we uh, talk about the Primo specifically, let's do a little bit of a backtrot here and talk about your history with the company. And as I had mentioned a couple of weeks before, when you do a little due diligence on Empire, you find that this isn't some fly-by-night company. Indeed, it's been around for generations. Hello. You can't hear me? What happened there? We were there and 
and we were gone. Can you, uh, uh, oh, looks like he's going to disconnect and come back in. Okay, hey, sorry about that. There you go. All right, so where did I lose you at? Uh, basically, hi. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fault. Great, no problem. So we'll uh, do the abridged re-ask. If you could, yeah. uh, give us a quick history on Empire, uh, how you come into it, because as you do a little research, you find that uh, Empire has been around for generations. Yeah, yeah. So this is my first ever live podcast. So let's let's try this again, as they say. Yeah, no problem. Um, Empire is founded by my great grandfather in 1932. So August 26th of this year were, was our 80th anniversary. Wow. It's been in my family ever since. So um, I have the pleasure, the opportunity, the you know, it's it's the greatest gig in the world being able to kind of carry on that family tradition for the last four generations. Do you have pressure on you, or do you feel or put pressure on yourself to? continue to carry this torch i mean generations typically you know you get a founder maybe a son takes it over and drives it into the ground or mostly into the ground if it makes it into the third generation they take it and summarily bury it from there so you're kind of the exception to the rule yeah i think it's like three or four percent of businesses make it a four generation and i am by far my hardest critic on myself um playing sports my entire life being a Division one athlete, you, you learn to be very hard and critical on yourself. So I'm a, as I say, regardless of what I do in my career, I'm gonna be told that I was a golden spoon kid, and it was given to me by my father, and my grandfather. So I, we try not to listen to what the people say on the outside, and try to surround ourselves with kind of the you know the right partners and, and people um, who who care about what we're doing. So it's it's a uh, it's the greatest opportunity. It can also be a curse. It's uh, I have a lot of family business friends that have that it wasn't for them. Um, because it's, you know, just like in anything, there's good things about family businesses, there's bad things about family businesses. So you have to learn how to deal with the bad parts and, and, take, the, and take the good parts for what they are. Nick and Bauer. there are a lot of good parts. Nick Bauer joining me here on the show. Primogrill.com is the website if you want to check it out here. And we're talking. So let's go ahead and do a little Primo talk about a year ago. You guys acquire Primo Grills from the original owner, George. That's an interesting story in itself. <laughs> so uh, if you could tell us a little bit about how you and George kind of became friends and colleagues and uh, ultimately how the acquisition takes place. Yeah, so about 9 of 10 of George's trade customers in the U.S. were also our core customers. They bought our gas logs. They bought our fireplaces. They bought our Burlmaster Grill. So... I had met George probably 10 years ago. We go to an open house in Texas or a trade show in Atlanta or an open house in Michigan. And, you know, he's a very social guy. George is a great guy. And we became fast friends because our customers like, hey, George likes to have drinks and you like to have drinks. You should go meet George at the bar because we're both at the bar. So uh, we just became friends like that. And when I would drive through Atlanta going to my mom's house in the Florida Keys, I would stop at his house because it's like half halfway so i would have dinner at his house and first time i ever cooked on a primo or ate, ate off a primo was at george's house actually uh, and we just became that was probably seven eight years ago um and we just became friends and we have been friends to this day george george is still involved george is currently back in greece he's he's, he's greek so he's been there for the last three or four months um but we talk three three or four times a week still is this something from a, an acquisition standpoint that he was 
throwing out hooks into the water to see if you'd bite or were you reversing the heat on him and seeing if that he was interested i'm always uh, loving to talk to people about how business happens so how does this deal become uh, or, or uh, reveal itself to you so it takes time um, especially with founders of businesses you know it's their babies it's their lives uh george has a daughter but the daughter wasn't interested in the business. So I'm always looking at people who are owning businesses. Do they have succession planners or not? George and I first started talking about a transition in 2014 to 2015. And we closed on it in 2019. So it took four or five years to get to that point. And we were still talking throughout the time. We still see each other in Dallas at a trade show or something. So um, all these things take a lot of things going right at the same time for something to happen. Uh, I mean, obviously, Big Green Egg wasn't for sale. Uh, I would assume at the time, Kamado Joe uh, wasn't for sale, but I believe uh, that has since sold. So, uh, you know, Primo was was open. In general, like, did you see a growth potential in the ceramic market, and that's why you decided to pursue it, ultimately buy it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, we're, we're the third player of those three. So you have the market share growth. And I think we tell the amazing story with the oval patent and oval and the only one made here um, in, in the U.S. So you have market share potential growth and, you, and then you have to look at is the market growing or not. And obviously everyone knows what pellet grills are doing right now. So you can say it's not a growing market, but when you look at the overall size of the market, Primo can grow substantially over the next five to ten years. Um, and then we'll eventually get the share that I think that we should get. And we should be that second player in the market with the features we have and just the story that we have behind us. You know, I'm not sure what will be the number one player in 10 years, but that's my goal. Eventually, as you mentioned, bigger eggs going to sell. Um, the founder doesn't have kids, doesn't have family in the business. So normally when that happens, something, you know, very rarely do the next buyers really keep the mission in mind. So I don't know that's going to happen in three years or 30 years, but it's going to, happen um so hopefully we're well positioned when that does happen nick bauer joining me here on the show uh, nick do you have a elevator pitch for me that you could tell like for the folks that aren't necessarily familiar with primo but they know about ceramic grills from a high level uh tell me why primo so i read a lot of the online comments on the forums i'm, I'm primo nick on facebook and what I see substantially is that the people, especially now with COVID um, in China and wanting to buy more US made product, we're the only one. Um, we're the only one who employs uh, Americans with our labor and that's a big deal. And then you'll read a lot as well. I knew you were made in the USA. I didn't know you had this oval. I didn't know you could do true two zone cooking. I didn't know you had all these other features. Um, I just knew um, your black looks, you know, my wife doesn't really want a green in the out outdoor kitchen and your black looks a lot better. Um, but then they find kind of that patented oval design. And that's why people, um, they may come to us because they care about buying product made here. But then they realize that we have just as many features and are better than what the competition has. I mean, we have a round one too, if you want to buy a round one, um, but we don't push it. That's not, you know, we're known for the, the, the oval shape. When you're buying a Primo, and as you read the comments and reviews online of various cookers and what have you, one of the things that I would 
continually hear about from some of the other brands was the cooker's great, but you buy the cooker and that's what you get. Then you have to buy a nest to really get it up off the ground and make it more servable. Then you have to buy a playsetter. Then you have to buy this thing and that thing. So all of a sudden, the grill might be, uh, you know, less money than all of the other accoutrements and accessories to make it a efficient cooking machine. Where does Primo fall into that when you buy it? Uh, is it cooker only or do you get a bunch of other stuff along with it from an accessory standpoint to really get you up and running out of the box as it were? Yeah, that's a, that's a great comment. We heard that too. So starting next week when we start production on the newer models, you can buy a grill that comes with the deflector plates that comes with a nest that comes with the divider that gives you that true two zone cooking in in one box so we have a they, they introduced a all in one model i think about three years ago to try to make it easier and now we're adding the those those additional things to the box so you can buy it by itself if you don't want these accessories or you can buy it um all in one box now and we start production on on the new models next week so we we did hear that um, and that was one of the things that we we're changing now moving forward. Uh, Size-wise, what are you offering? You'd mentioned that there's a round one and then you have ovals, but what are we looking at from a, a model standpoint? Yeah, so you have a, an extra large, and the vast majority of our sales are in that extra large. And I think it's something like normal 400 um, square inches. Um, and then you have a large, which is, which is about three, 300 inches. And then, then you have the junior, which is about 200. Um, and then the round... The round is the same size as like the big green egg large, and I forget the Kamado. They have the weird name, so I don't understand their names. But um, so basically, the oval XL is what people buy. It's it's probably sixty to seventy percent of our sales. Um, that's when you know here on these farms, everyone's like, "Should I get the large or should I get the XL?" And everyone's like, "Well, I've never complained that my grill was was too big." Right. Um, so the, the the XL is is what was my first grill that I got about six year, years ago when I first started talk, talking to George. Uh, are you pulling through dealers or do you sell online? We do not sell direct to consumers. So we sell to wholesalers who will sell to, to a dealer. And we do have some dealers that sell on, on, online, but you won't find us in uh, Menards or Northern Tool are selling direct to you know Costco. You won't find us there. We're, we try to support. So we're a family-owned business, and we try to support other family-owned businesses, whether it be that the local dealer or, or whether it be that that wholesaler. We're trying to. We're not trying to give our money to Menards or Northern Tool or Costco. Do you have a general ballpark price that you're allowed to tell us? I mean, I, I don't know what uh, you know how it would differ from one area to the next or if you have that uh, map pricing like some of the other guys have yeah your map pricing you know you're you're all in one round kind of that that to go against the the chinese and mexican ones it, it's you start about 900 and you, your xl can start around 14 15 and then when you get it up to to 2000 so we're in that 2200 to 900 price range depending on what size and and if you want a cart or if you want this and that. So um, we're definitely not cheap, um, but it's, you know, these grills are going to last. I asked someone on the forum yesterday, hey, I was trying to figure out how, how old this grill was. And it was like 25 years old or something. Wow. So they last forever, um, which is awesome. Uh, let's talk about the 
um, or let's talk about your experience. Uh, I mean, you're the president of Primo Grills. I would imagine that, you know, from the minute you took over, you've been rifling up and down the live fire Primo line as quickly as possible. But uh, you have a uh, perhaps more of a unique story in regards to use of Primo, and uh, I think it kind of endears you to the target market. Yeah, it's a it's a great story. So, so Primo grills raw master about ten percent of our sales. So um, on the heat side, like the fireplaces and gas logs, ninety percent of our sales. But Primo has been about seventy percent of my effort since from about six months before we bought them till just because trying to learn the product, trying to learn the market, trying to learn the customers, trying to learn how to cook on a thing. So as I mentioned, I first got a Primo in 2014. I hadn't cooked on it until COVID happened this year. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a gas grill guy. So I grew up with Brawlmaster. My family bought Brawlmaster when I was in high school. So I had Brawlmasters in college. I've always had a Brawlmaster. Um, I'm not saying the grill didn't cook on at my house because some of the sales reps who were trying to get me to buy a Primo would come over and cook on it for me. But COVID hit. We're at our national trade show with George down in New Orleans when COVID hit. And so I was stuck home for two weeks. And I'm like, well, there's no better time to learn how to actually cook on this thing than, than now. So I proceeded to cook on that for about 10 of the 14 nights I was home um, <laughs> and absolutely fell in love with it. You know, I was scared. I'm a push the button, get the gas grill going. How long is it going to take with the charcoal? Or do I use this fan that starts heat? Or, you know, I didn't know what the heck to do. Um, I was afraid to get it started. But, you know, after two or three cooks, I figured that out. And I'm like, this is awesome. Um, so, yes, I, I owned a Primo for four to five years before I ever personally cooked on it. Um, and that's a story you can't even make up. And, you know, I won't say... Thankfully, COVID happened because COVID has been a mess to the world. Um, but it, it had pushed me to, to learn more about the Primo than I ever have. And then I actually cooked on lamb last weekend for the first time. So here I am, a normal chicken and steak guy on the Brawlmaster, but learning how, how to slow cook and do ribs and whatnot on the Primo. So I'm a lot more, a lot more well-rounded now. Nice. Broadening the horizons. Uh, PrimoGrill.com <laughs> is the website. So uh, with the remaining time that we have, Nick, uh, let's talk about some of the new SKUs and accessories. I had a guy write in asking about uh, rotisseries and baskets, not yep. just the spits and all that. So what's new that you can tell us about? Yeah, so the main three things from five years ago when I asked this question to five months ago when I asked this question, you know, the hinge, the Oval XL hinge was about 35 pounds to lift. Um, we got that down to about 8 to 10 pounds now. So the hinge was... Um, was a big thing, um, the chimney cap. So if it rained outside, you could potentially get water in. Well, Bigger Egg sends this little piece for $30. Well, now we have a new chimney that you don't have to pay $30 extra dollars to, to keep the rain out. Um, and then just other small things to the grill, always constantly improving it. And then accessories, we have uh, rotisseries on order, we have a pizza oven on order, we have three baskets, um, we have oval drip pans for the grill. So we have, we have a list of about 22 things when we bought the business um, 12 months ago that we're going to do over the next three years. And we're probably about halfway through that 22. They haven't hit the market yet. Production starts next week in the Laza stuff. But the next six to nine months, you're going to see about half of that roll out. And then the next two to three years after that, you'll see a electric Primo. So we, we have a patent on kind of a, a mini mobile electric unit. So we'll have it in normal Get, uh, normal charcoal and we'll have a, a electric version it'll be about 85 pounds or so so um we got a lot of 
we got a lot of cool stuff coming. Just keep keep watching the news, keep being on the social media, and you can go to our website and join the uh, mail- mailing list so you can see any uh, announcements when they come out. All right, Lars, so let me ask you this last question. This was uh, chopped in by Chris Visconti. I'll flash it up here on the screen. Uh, does this at all go into play with what you were talking about with that new hinge system? He seemed to have one that just failed on a turducken cook. We could argue about if turducken was the one to have it fail on, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But what uh, is this something that you hear about, a bracket failing? So if that is having the top get loose, we've added an extra piece. So these guys that love to cook pizzas at like 900 degrees, well, metal's not designed to cook that high. You can clearly see, don't cook over 700. So we added an extra piece so the top won't fall off. If he's saying the hinge failed, I've never heard of a hinge failing. I've heard of it not being very user-friendly. So it's hard for me to, you know, to answer that question. All I know is we, we do have new hinges. As I say, they take out about 75% of the weight for the XL. Um, but it's hard to kind of identify what exactly he's talking about. Does that mean a loose lid or a hinge actually failed? Because those hinges are pretty well beat. I, I haven't heard of very many of them actually failing. And you got uh, customer service that could probably help this guy out anyway. So uh, we do. We're about half or... staff, though. Yeah, yeah, we're half staff. So all the we we just had to send two. Just had to start working from home yesterday because kids are out of school. It's a uh, it's and it's our busy season on the heater side. It's a absolute mess right now trying to get people you know having to set up a customer service rep that started three months ago having her set up at home so she can answer calls at home while her kids are supposed to be in school it's just it's an absolute mess right now trying to handle so we're sorry if we're late or we take a while or we haven't had a firebox for a while because we moved the factory it's just please be patient trust me we're doing the best it's not from a lack of effort or a lack of caring it's just a really tough time right now to run a business. It is the president of Primo Grill, the website primogrill.com, and it is Nick Bauer. Nick, appreciate you taking the time this evening. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, and have a great th- Thanksgiving. You too, Nick. Take care. There he is, the president of Primo Grill, Nick Bauer. And if you are interested, once again, head on over to primogrill.com. And see what they have to offer. Half of the new stuff is out. And more stuff will be coming here over the next uh, 16 months or so. I'm sure Derek's got some ideas and thoughts on Primo and where they sit right now, where they might go, and some other stuff. And he's in the green room ready to go. I'll talk to you quickly about B&B Charcoal, newest sponsor of the show. So there's two types of charcoal that we can always talk about here on this show lump charcoal and briquette charcoal so uh, lump charcoal made by burning pieces of hardwood into carbon in special low air ovens lump charcoal produced in low oxygen kilns or retorts capable of holding up to 100 cords of wood at a time lump charcoal is 100% natural easier to light heats up fast burns hot between 8 and 1200 degrees and produces very little ash waste. Lump charcoal is very responsive to airflow, making it easy to adjust the temperature. And there's a wide variety of wood species that can produce stink, smoky flavor profiles on your food. The other option, of course, is charcoal briquettes, a manufactured product of several ingredients, including wood char, coal, nitrates, lime, starch, minerals, and borax. Charcoal briquettes first popularized in the 1920s when automobile maker Henry Ford and Thomas Edison teamed up 
to turn tons of scrap wood from his auto business into valuable consumer products. Briquettes still contain various components in addition to charcoal to improve heating and the length of performance of the product. Briquettes are made to burn longer, more consistently than lump, but not quite as hot, somewhere between 6 to 800 degrees. The specific temperature rate enables you to control the cooking process and set distinct heat zones or extend the burn times using things like the minion or snake method. Briquettes are less likely to break apart inside the bag, so you can use 100% of the bag. Consistent and predictable are the hallmarks when cooking with briquettes, and that's a key factor to producing great-tasting food. Bottom line, both fuels have advantages and disadvantages, and both can be used to make great food. In the end, choosing your charcoal fuel source is really a matter of preference. There's no right or wrong answer. The fuel source truly depends on you. Always be sure to buy the highest quality products from a, ba- a brand you can trust, like B&B Charcoal, if you don't know anything about them. Go to the website, bbcharcoal.com. That's bbbravo, bravo, bbcharcoal.com, and see everything that they have. Academy has it. I think they were in Walmart. My local Ace Hardware right over here in Willowick has the briquettes, and they ordered me a special run of char logs. I bought all eight bags, so don't run over there and ask Amanda for them. I bought them all. But again, bbcharcoal.com. Check them out. Derek Rich is standing by. Stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this portion being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. That's C-O-O-K-I-N. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. You can also go to Google Podcasts and subscribe to the Cooking Pellets podcast. It's dicey, but if you like listening to dicey podcasts, what I said, if you like listening to dicey podcasts, and that might be one you want to check out, the Reverend of Barbecue and some other guy, I think his name's Toby or Tim or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, CookingPellets.com is the place to go. All right, it's Force Tuesday of the month, and that means we race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show. Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. Hey, Derek. Derek, I don't have sound on you now. This is now two in a row. Unbelievable. Let's try disconnecting and reconnecting. How about that? Never fails. These are things that happen. It's technology. So, I will disconnect, stand by, maybe he'll call back in. I hate when I'm the one that's like ejecting people out. By the way, if you're wondering, I absolutely, did the whole computer restart? I mean, you know, it's unbelievable what happens. Best laid plans. Derek, either. Uh, I'm here. Yes, Can you hear me? we got you. Everybody, evidently, everybody's got to call in twice. Who knew? 
So I switched the microphones after I opened the session. Oh, no. See what you did? Yeah, what, always yeah, got to restart. Always got to restart. Lesson, lesson learned. That's right. Uh, so Derek Riches. I won't make that mistake next time. That's right. Derek I'll find Riches. a new one. Join, yes. Please make new ones. Never make the same ones. At least that way we're <laughs> learning new stuff. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Derek is here. Again, DerekRiches.com is the website. And uh, I knew you were kind of listening through that opening segment with Nick Bauer from Primo Grills. Uh, as someone who follows the industry, uh, Nick said that they're currently number three on the list. I don't know how many. I mean, I'm sure there's a plethora of other ceramic cookers. But when you think about ceramic cookers, at least here in the States, you think about Big Green Egg, you think Kamado Joe, and you think Primo, or at least that's the top three that come off. My head uh, four might be a grill dome, but I don't even know if a grill dome's even around anymore. But, uh, you know, that's a, a far fourth place, perhaps even losing ground. But what do you think? Uh, I can think of in ceramic, I think there's seven still. Really? Uh, gr- grill dome, I think, still sort of exists. All right. They, they still have products, but... Um, uh, the big one is, is actually Aplex, which is a Chinese company that, uh, will slap anyone's name on things. So when you see great, a lot of these ceramic Kamado grills, that's actually what they are. When you see um, the barbecue central show ceramic cooker being introduced in 2021, that's who's going to yeah. make. Well, you know, I like we talked about this with pellet grills. I can hook you up with ceramic as well. If yeah, you'd like, that's right. Well, yeah, Z, Z Grill number, so. will make my pellet cooker and uh, Allplex or Oplex or whatever the hell you said it was will make my yeah. ceramic cooker and I'll be in business. Yeah. Great. That's a lot of people do it. Yeah. So usually when you see like, you know, a company that's got a, a range of other products and then they've kind of got a Kamado grill in the mix, this yeah. is where it's coming from. Right, so go ahead and break and news right now. Like who would not want us to know that uh, that's who their uh, private label is? Who, who would surprise us? Uh, I don't know who'd be surprised by it. Right. Uh, under names, well, Gorillas uh, Kong is one of them. That They don't uh, make their own? Uh, surprise. Uh, I didn't no. know that. I thought they made their <laughs> yeah. own. No, uh, there's an under name. I think Monolith is a name. Oh, Barbecue Guru. Yes, with the built-in yeah. power draft fan. Yeah, and that's one of the the advantages of that. You get them to make the ceramics and put the grill together, and then you accessorize to fit what you want to do. Actually, Sapphire was uh, an old-time Kamado maker, and they just kind of basically went out to China under the same contract. So, uh, And anything you see is a generic store brand, same source. Yeah, right, like uh, the... The, uh, didn't Cajun uh, the Cajun cooker company come actually, out with one a couple of years ago? Oh, that was actually a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, everything's always two to three years for me, so it was probably like ten. That years had ago. problems because there was some weird stuff in the ceramics. Yeah, like, you could tell that right the, off the bat. I mean, that paint job looked like it was a bad pearl paint job, like at a car show, but bad. Yeah, I don't. I think they were going for swamp. Look <laughs> right. with that one. Of course, it's Cajun. It, yes. I mean, why yeah, not looked, have it, it be the swamp? It looked like it came out of a swamp. Yeah. So that right. was an interesting color scheme. What do you think about Primo, though? Uh, I've always liked Primo. I've I've known the Primo people. I know George Samaras from way, way back. Uh, 
you know, they're one of the companies that kind of came up right after Big Green Egg. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, if you've got an hour, I think you can walk between where Primo used to be and where Big Green Egg is. Oh, wow. In, in, the, in Tucker, Georgia, north of uh, Atlanta. Uh, so that's kind of how close they are in everything. Um, and, you know, I, I like Primo uh, for the reason that I like the Oval XL. Uh, I like the shape of it and I like the, the functionality of it. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, they went in a different way. They said, hey, what if we elongated it? And that will differentiate us. And it did. It, and it's a great unit. And, uh, and I've always really liked it. Do you think that having a younger El Presidente will give them some hope to at least overtake Kamado Joe? I would assume KJ's number two at this point and put them in a position to, I mean, uh, do you ever think that somebody will hop up and overtake a big green egg in our lifetime? Uh, that's kind of hard to imagine, especially now that uh, you can buy a big green egg at an ACE hardware. They have a lo- much larger distribution, and Big Green Egg is is really big internationally. They're they have the largest international distribution, so I don't I don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Um, it's a big company now, and um, you know, just because Ed Fisher doesn't have someone to pass it on to, doesn't mean it's you know going to get bought out by some fly by night company i mean look half the grill makers today are now owned by private equity firms so when that day comes it may not make a change it you know it didn't make weber a smaller company being Mm. sold off to one of these and it didn't do you know and that didn't happen with kamado joe either who is owned by a private equity firm yeah i was going to ask you about that because uh, i had heard that i don't know exactly when that transition happened was that in the last five years or so or longer than that? Uh, fall 2018. Okay. So not too yeah. long ago. No. Hmm. And that was, you know, the founders were going to stay with the company and they would be there. And yeah. now their LinkedIn profile says retired. Uh, that was Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Bobby. Somebody, Bobby right? uh, yeah. Bobby. I talked to him on the phone a handful of times over the, course of his yeah on his own yeah. a good guy yeah nice yeah, guy very yeah nice yeah. real real very driven yeah. person yeah salt of the year yeah no doubt yeah uh so keeping in the kamado joe talk let's talk about this kamado joe pellet cooker that we saw come out i remember when i had nick on a handful of weeks ago for our bonus content segment i had just tossed out the idea of hey uh you know primo has this gas ceramic uh cooker that they had released a handful of years ago and yeah it wasn't really doing anything i said do you foresee well, a time where you would have a ceramic pellet cooker and he said we listen to our base of customers the base of customers is not chanting for a pellet ceramic cooker so we're not going to go out of our way and oh by the way kamado joe just brought one to market and nobody's buying it up so what do you think well, about the pellet cooker from Kamado Joe, and what is the success that you're hearing? Well, uh, you know, one point on Primo's gas grill is it. I think it sells retails at around four thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's very expensive. Very one of the reasons why it's not selling. Uh, 
We, yeah, I, the, the Kamado Joe pellet is the Kamado pellet Joe, as it's called, I guess, uh, has been in development now for about two years. There was a prototype that showed up in Germany quite a while ago at the Spoga uh, event there. And then it just kind of vanished for a while. Um, so it's, it's now kind of on the market, but you can't find one to buy. And none of the, you know, main retail channels that I've talked to kind of have a very firm date on it. I think they're, they've got it there. It's just not in a large enough number to, to really be sold. So I, you know, I think this is kind of, uh, we're going to be looking at, you know, really next year for this. I think they just wanted to kind of try and see if they could get Christmas orders. Um, and Did I you think see, that retailed uh, for around two grand. I was going to say it's two grand. So, I mean, it's not less expensive than getting an XL no. uh, version of any ceramic cooker otherwise. Well, yeah, for $2,000, you can get a great ceramic Kamado or you can get a really good pellet grill. So, yeah, uh, the question is, is, do you want both? And um, there's a couple of there's a couple of things that are kind of jumping out at me with the the with the Kamado Joe's pellet grill and um, it has to do with some of the electronics and where it's located. Uh, the whole controller unit, all the Wi-Fi, all the electronics are down in the base unit um, underneath the grill. And there's kind of an antenna that dangles off the side, which uh, that's going to be a lot of warranty claims on that one, I yeah. think. It's kind of strange that they, they ran it that way. But, you know, they're looking for a kind of that all-contained unit and then having all that on there. So there's no, because of the, you know, there's so much heat inside, they can't kind of run anything through there. What? So, you know, the main temperature probe for the pit uh, plugs in the front and then kind of runs around and comes up the back to go into the lid. Hmm. Um, so you've got a perpetual wire kind of running off the back there, uh, which is a bit strange, but it's, People think that that a pellet Kamado would is a is a kind of a no brainer in a way. Super efficient. You should be able to, you know, I mean, Kamado Joe saying fourteen hours on ten pounds, so that's a pretty good consumption rate. Not phenomenal, um, but there's a lot of strange engineering that kind of has gone into it. Uh, you know, I'd love to have one to play with, and we'll see if I. You know, once they're actually, you know, in stock for them, yeah. what I can, what I can work on with that. But, you know, this isn't the first time it's been tried. Right. Black Olive. Um, that was a- yeah. Black Olive from Sherwood Industries yeah. was out. Oh, well, that was 10 plus years, years ago, ago, right? I mean, yeah, easily. Was, yeah. 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 But I think about 10. Yeah. And that had problems because basically they just took the Kabata shell and they stuffed the pellet works underneath the bottom of it. And that forced air just kind of drove straight up and it carried all the ash with it. So all the ash came up and it had minimal deflection. So the ash kind of traveled around your food <laughs> inside. So perfumed your was, food, you mean? It perfumed. Yeah. So there was, a, there was an extra woodiness yes. flavor yes. to it. I guess you could say, you know, we could call it a feature. Yeah. Compressed uh, woodiness. Yeah. 
So they made a they made not a whole lot of them, and then they didn't sell them. One of the reasons it was actually on the market for as long as it was was that their first run was kind of just still around yeah. for quite a while. The inventory um, just laid around. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened with that. So we'll see how this goes. I think that uh, at the price point, uh, people are going to be looking at alternatives a lot more. Uh, maybe there's a few people who think that it's a brilliant idea uh, or just want to try it out and have money to burn. But yeah, wow. we'll have to see how it goes and uh, how it really works in the real world. Quickly, before I let you go, Derek, uh, what do you know about the new Gorilla Primate? Uh, well, you know, I, I have to say I like the people at Gorilla. Uh, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mark really is friendly. a good guy. Yeah. Mark's a great guy, great to work with. Uh, they want to have a, a very diversified product line. So they have a Kamado grill. They have a couple pellet grills. And now they're coming out with, basically, it's just a gas grill. It's an $800 stainless steel gas grill. I haven't traced who's making it. I have suspicions. Who? But... Uh, I don't want to say yet. Uh, Hypothetically. I, I, need like, I need like one more piece of information. When I first saw it, I thought it was actually coming out of uh, Chant Group, uh, Chinese manufacturer. They do tons of contract work. But the price point says it's not. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a relabel out of next grill. Um, but it might be coming out of the factory that, you know, some of the factory family that's yeah. producing their pellet grills. Uh, but, you know, you just take out the, the cooking grate and put in a big griddle, stainless steel griddle. Yeah. And so they're coming out with a flat top grill. And it has a very low uh, height lid. So it's designed to be a flat top, but it does have cooking grates with it, which... So nothing too I tall, like burgers, dogs, chicken pieces. Yeah, but. you know, I mean, basic grilling and that sort of stuff. But if you want to get into bigger things, it's the lid's kind of an odd configuration. But again, it's uh, it's announced, it's in pre-order, no units yet available. So I'm assuming that uh, any units they have are currently somewhere in the Pacific. All right, so we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, you can check out DerekRiches.com. Are you a traditional Thanksgiving guy coming up in a couple days, Derek? you get outside the box? Uh, nah, we're going to go pretty traditional. I mean, honestly, it's going to be the two of us this year because um, we're not going anywhere. And yeah. kid, Kidlet's still in Virginia for another month. So uh, we're just going to do like a turkey breast, uh, smoke that up, and just do some... You know, traditional sides yeah. and keep it pretty simple. Easy stuff. All right. Well, we're going to yeah. be doing just about the same here with uh, maybe two or three more people uh, from the immediate family, and that's it. So, uh, again, DerekRiches.com is the place to go, and you can find him right here on the fourth Tuesday of every month. Eric, always appreciate the time. All right. See you next month. All right. There he is, Derek Riches. And we will see what's happening with Derek next time we visit because it could be. Christmas time. Not only could it be, it will be Christmas time. Holiday season. So uh, by the time we get around to him, it'll be like last minute stuff. Maybe it will always be, maybe it'll already be passed. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. 
I agree with him, by the way. $2,000 for a pellet cooker and a Kamado. I will go higher end. I'll start looking at Mac. I'll start looking at the Timberline series. Maybe I'll get a couple of Ironwoods. Who knows? Maybe I'll get two Prime Line Jim Bowie's. Why not? Prime Plus even with the lights inside. In any event, go to southsidemarket.com and buy it all up. Established in 1882. Southside Market Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Offering premium Central Texas barbecue. Slow smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu too. All meats processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility. A trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx. You can also get them through food, food, food service distribution. Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, just to name a few. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities are also available. Visit southsidemarket.com and go to, uh, as you're uh, checking out, if you want to save 10%, promo code BBQ Central, all one word and lowercase, BBQ Central. That's B-B-Q-C-E-N-T-R-A-L. Again, all one word and lowercase. Get you 10% off everything at southsidemarket.com. So get your sausages and your slammers and everything else in between. Your briskets, turkeys. Hurry! 10% off. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Hey, this portion brought to you by Fireboard 2. Fireboard 2 Dry. Fireboard 2 Thermocouple version. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the red, white, and blue hoo-hoo toots. Available to accessorize with your Alexa or Google Assistant. Fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. And again, for you high heaters, Fireboard is making the thermocouple version, which will go up to 1,200 degrees. So if you're pizza oven guy and you want to monitor the internal pit temperature of your pizza oven (laughs) that nomenclature is poor by the way on my part if you want to know the temperature inside your pizza oven where you cook in the whole part stick in the thermocouple there it's made to go really hot takes a licking keeps on ticking there are accessories to get you out to that six ports as well so Head on over to Fireboard.com and check them out. Thanks again to Derek Riches for joining me last segment. 
talking about Kamado Joe and Primo and the new Gorilla Primate, which is a gas grill. Didn't know anything about it. We point to the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back.